this is Tasha Branham, founder and CEO of Naturally Smitten. Um, I wanted to do a podcast this week. It's been quite a few days since my last one, and I've really been working on one in particular, um, but it's one that I've put a lot of labor of love into, and God has really been developing it in me, and I am not quite ready to release it. But I wanted to keep the content fresh. And as promised, uh, as trying to, at least for me, trying to have a weekly podcast, I wanted to do something. So I'm sitting here at a quarter to 1 a.m. in the morning talking to my husband, and I thought that he would be an excellent guest for my podcast today. So joining us for this session, I have my husband say hi. Hello. <laughs> we are going to talk today um, concerning focus, because I think focus is something that's very important and I think without focus it can really be um, it can be a setback for us in more ways than one so that is going to be our subject for today um, so concerning focus can you just give me like your I don't know and I can delete this because I feel like I'm about to ask a question it's not going to make any sense um, so tell me your opinion on focus today do you feel like that that's something that you see a lot of people struggle with as far as being targeted and focused on what they're doing with their lives or with their hobbies or with their gifts and talents. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think we live in the generation of ADD, ADHD, and every other attention deficit disorder. Um, you know, people are not able to focus on anything. Um, you've got 30 social media outlets that you can be, was it, uh, tog, toddling, toggling, toggling, yeah. toggling between um, at any given time. And, uh, you know, people can't even have a full conversation <laughs> without being distracted um, by their phone or, or, you know, whatever kind of smart device that they have and and then you know take that mindset or that those behaviors and then put them over to uh, achieving something finishing something and now we've got a problem yeah I think you brought up a good point I think um, just with social media being um, like the main thing that everybody's into at least most people um, I think push notifications are the absolute worst because it's that thing that's that you have where your phone is always going off, it's always buzzing, somebody responded, somebody clicked like, somebody sent you a message. So it almost creates this like this need that every 10 seconds you have to check your phone, that you can't sit in a meeting or have a conversation, sit through a church service or sit at your desk at work for the eight hours that the company is paying you on you know, to do your job without constantly looking and checking your phone. So I think what that does is it almost like it creates like um, ADD or ADHD type symptoms where you're it's it's hard for you to stay plugged into a conversation. It's hard for you to stay focused and do one thing, whether you're watching a TV show or just to stay focused on any one task because you're always going back to your phone, trying to check your phone. And I think it just creates a society where people are not focused. And because they're not focused, you know, that creates people that are not good listeners or like you said, people that may not necessarily have the best follow through. I think it just kind of supports those things. Yeah, absolutely. Thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> no, I, hey, I agree. I agree with with what you're saying. You know, uh, you know, with regards to it, and so, 
you know, it's challenging to get people to, you know, set a goal and complete that goal before necessarily moving on to something else. You know, and I know that, you know, in corporate America, you know, they want people who are able to multitask, uh, you know, but really, you know, we need people who finish things, too. So, you know, multitasking to me is just another fancy way of, you know, an ability to focus on multiple things. But I think sometimes this is why we see a decrease in quality yeah. of work and, you know, the what people are able to produce under this guise of, hey, I'm a multitasker, but, you know, there's something to be said for the ability to focus on one thing at a time and complete it and do it well, you know, um, before moving on to something else. Yeah, I mean, like, at least when I was out shopping around for jobs, like, one of the things that, um, you know, some of the classes, things that I took that helped me to put together my resume like one of the most highly sought after traits for um, eligible, you know, employees or was multitasking. They wanted people or at least they thought that they wanted people that can I can focus on doing 10 things at once. I can answer calls. I can respond to emails. I can send this off. I can fax this. I could put this file together. But like you said, it's like a decrease in quality, at least for me personally. I cannot focus on anything more than one thing at a time and you know that from just knowing me personally my focus is terrible unless I'm just working on one specific thing no TV on I can't have the phone in front of me because I'll overlook something or it won't be thorough because it doesn't have my complete attention it doesn't have my complete concentration I'm not giving it my 100% my all because I'm trying to divide my attention to the 15 other things that I have like going on at the same time see that's how I know you serious about something because you cut you want you don't want the TV on you don't want nobody talking to you <laughs> You know, you don't want to hear, you know, someone having a conversation even with somebody else. So that's how I know you really, really got your focus game on real, real hard and real, real heavy because you just start like, get out, get away. You know, I'm reading something, you know, and so, yeah, focus for you. I could tell when you're really focusing because, you know, you kind of start putting those parameters on everybody around you so that you can focus i'm terrible at um not focusing on one thing at a time like if i'm say for example in this podcast right now if i get a notification on this on my computer my attention span is broken i'll lose track of my sentence or whatever but like i have to do that because otherwise if you're talking to me and i'm typing i'm gonna end up typing what you're talking it's just that's how at least that's how it works for me so i don't see how people um, you know, focus on so many things at once. Like I know for me, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I'm always working on, there's always 50 million bazillion thoughts of business ideas that go through my head. And I think in a perfect world, I would be able to launch them all, start them all and do them all at the same time and be able to give them all of my attention so that I can just focus on create, create, create. But the reality is that's creating a monster. And I think in today's society, 
you know, um, society teaches people that, oh, you don't need to focus on one thing. You can be qualified. You can do graphic design. You can be an accountant. You can do this. You can do all these things at once. But like you said, it's like it doesn't produce quality. And then you have a bunch of people scrambling around trying to be everything and do everything versus like sticking to the things that they're good at or the things that they truly enjoy um, and letting those things mature and letting those things develop and just really becoming good at those things versus trying to be a jack of all trades and a master at like none. Yeah, you know, and basically a lack of focus creates mediocrity. <laughs> Talk about that for a hot second. Well, you know, again, you just said it and I was thinking it about the whole old saying, uh, you know, you can be a jack of all trades or, you know, um, or, you know, if you're, say it again. What's jack it? of all trades, master at none. Right. You know, <laughs> jack of all trades, master at none. Well, that, that means that you're pretty much just mediocre at a lot of things <laughs> rather than being excellent at one or two things. And I think uh, that just the, the whole internet google you know everybody's a expert now yeah that's true <laughs> on everything because they can google it you know what i'm saying um or you can get a youtube video to give you a tutorial on how to do something but truthfully to develop anything it takes years of a focus um to really uh become you know what you would call a master level um of doing something um, and, you know, I think this whole lack of focus has really hurt people with regards to being able to really develop a couple of things to completion and really master a couple of things and do them really, really well, you know, um, rather than, you know, you got 30 things on your resume that you sort of know how to do. Right. So let me ask you this then, because I, at least personally, I view you as somebody that is, like, multi-talented. Like, you can write, you're a musician, you're a worship leader, you're a pastor, you teach, like, you do so many different things. Like, mm -hmm. how do you, you know, continue to keep your hands on all those different things and be good, progressively good at them and not, like, lose focus on um, all the many areas that you're gifted in? Well, um, the truth be told is, you know, all of that didn't develop at once. Okay. And, um, you know, at different points in my life, I kind of had to focus on different things. You know, I started out in music. So, you know, singing, learning how to sing, uh, learning an instrument, you know, or two. Um, and I by no means think that, that I'm a master at instruments, but that's not because of a lack of focus per se. That's just, you know, um, just, you know, everybody's skill sets has, you know, certain limits. But, um, and then, you know, adding to my repertoire mm -hmm. of things that I was able to do as I got older, but I, I think, honestly, for me, I think it's all threaded. 
okay. some of there there's some centrality in the some of the skills I have that connects to other things. So it doesn't so from what you're saying is like the things you you're gifted at many different things, but it's not that they're all over the place. They have a common thread that kind of weaves them all together. Yeah. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. You know, and sometimes you don't think about things so you talk about them and talk them out. But, you know, kind of uh, music, um, uh, performance, uh, learning how to communicate mm-hmm. with an audience through singing, through playing you know, kind of played into then being to able to speak, Okay. you know, to an audience and kind of generate the same kinds of, of responses and things. Um, and then, you know, developing as a speaker, studying the scriptures, you know, I mean, I had to study in a sense. In, in music, you know, learning songs, listening to stuff, you know, you know, studying what other other artists are doing and and and, you know, learning about music theory and, you know, different stuff like that. And then, um, like I said, some of those skills translate over to other forms of presentation, okay. like preaching and teaching, as you put it. You know, so in teaching and preaching, there's also study, there's also presentation, there's also uh, communication um, that's involved in that. It's just different. I'm not singing um, to do it, but I am still communicating and connecting with uh, an audience, right? Right. Uh, I'm focusing in on a particular kind of message. Um, And then that translates over to writing because I'm still communicating. Um, as I would speaking, but um, now I'm I'm learning to communicate that in written form, you know, uh, rather than just speaking. But the same work goes into it. The same ability to try to communicate and engage a reader, just like I would somebody who's listening. So I think there's some again, there's some some uh, centrality there. Okay, so let me ask you this then, as far as taking on new hobbies and trying new things since we're on the subject of focus do you think necessarily that trying to open yourself up to trying new things and develop new hobbies and skill sets do you think that that can be something negative towards trying to remain focused um no i don't i don't necessarily think that it can be negative but to continually start Start, 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 start. You understand what I'm saying? Things is going to obviously take your attention away from other things that maybe you haven't fully developed. So, you know, I think some people aren't committed Mm -hmm. to staying focused on certain things because maybe it was a passing interest. Maybe they were, you know, inspired by what somebody else is doing or what they see somebody else doing. Like, Oh, I could try that. Or, Oh, that seems interesting. But, you know, and they haven't really found out the, the things that they are wired to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I think things that we are wired to do, um, or gifted or however you want to, to look at that. 
you know, ties into the things that we probably will do well. Okay. And the things that are probably tied to our overall purpose in life that God has given us. God, you know, doesn't give you a purpose and not give you certain types of uh, equipment or abilities uh, to help you fulfill that purpose in life. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I'm a person that doesn't know my purpose and I don't particularly know the things that I am drawn to, um, naturally gifted at, then I just, I'm out here and I'm trying different stuff and I'm bored and it's not working and, you know, and so I move on to something else. You said something that stood out so clear, you know, not, you know, you, you, made a valid point about it not being a bad thing to go out and try new things. I think particularly the way society is today, it encourages people to go out, try something new, go live, go do this. I think those things are great, but kind of like you said, it could get to the, you know, the red area when you have those that don't know their purpose, that aren't fulfilled where they are, and they're going out trying a bunch of different things, but they don't necessarily know, like, who they are and what their purpose is. So, with that being said, talking about the subject matter of focus, what would you say to somebody that, you know, may not necessarily have focus because they don't know who they are or they don't know what their purpose is? Like, where could you start? Like, if we're talking about uh, the importance of being focused and remaining focused, how can you get there if you don't first know who you are, what you're good at, and what your purpose is? Right. I think, you know, for me, the first thing that I would say is, you know, you kind of got to seek the Lord on, you know, what it is that he has, you know, put in you and, and, and kind of what his mind is concerning you and your life. I think that's number one, to get a glimpse of, you know, a future state of yourself. And only God can really give you that. And then secondly, um, you have to look at the things. See, and I think here's the problem. We live in a time where people can't handle constructive criticism. Yeah, that's true. And people don't put themselves in situations for somebody to tell you, you know what, um, mm, you're not that good at that. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like today you play Little League, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody. You know, so we don't teach the kids that sometimes, you know, you, you win. Sometimes you're good at things. You work hard enough, sometimes you win. Sometimes you work hard and you still lose. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And instead of teaching them how to be graceful losers and how to take those losses and learn from them and grow from them, we want to shield them from the pain um and the process of losing and and i think you know it goes into again a generation of people who uh have not learned how to deal with rejection mm, you know yeah. what i'm saying but but rejection can be a good thing rejection can help you either a evaluate what you need to do to be better and work harder Right. Right. Or, or you know, rejection can um, help you evaluate that maybe this isn't the right thing for me. 
and to really, you know, I've heard some say that rejection can sometimes be direction. Okay. But when I constantly um, surround myself with people who um, honestly don't love me enough to tell me I'm not good, you understand what I'm saying? You can. Do, it's a difference between desiring something and having an actual propensity. And one thing that I think I'm pretty good at is I'm able to see people that have raw talent. Okay. I'm able to identify like, okay, they just need some training, this, that, and the third. Um, versus somebody that just has a desire to do something, but they don't have any of the raw material, raw building blocks th- that you need to develop it into something more you, you understand what i'm saying yeah and so it, it's good to to you know after you kind of have an idea of what god's purpose is then you got to start looking for the raw material that god has put in you okay you know what i'm saying that you can develop to help uh prepare you for and move you towards um that purpose but if i can't take criticism if i you know uh surround myself with people who only tell me oh that was good that was great you know when really it wasn't you know what i'm saying then i really uh take away from myself that ability to find something that i can really focus on to develop that was a mouthful that was actually really good because i think the the criticism piece is huge i mean even you know as a mother with kids like you know my kids have played little league and they all get the trophy as long as you pay the registration price whether the team makes it to the championship whether they don't whether your kid is good whether they're not and even like the coaches that are within these leagues aren't necessarily there to help your child decide okay this is something you should continue to pursue you're really good that you've got raw talent you know we just need to develop you know in this area that area it's like everybody's a winner and now we've got this everybody's a winner society and it's like it just continues to birth more and more mediocre what did you call it mediocrity mm-hmm. um and it, i think that's unfortunate because you know i think one thing I always talk about is um, staying in your lane and knowing your lane and staying in your lane, which is just really another way of staying focused. Um, and I know I've been definitely guilty um, in my life just being a creative and just being somebody where, you know, literally like God has blessed my hands and my hands are gifted. So I can basically anything I can contrive in my mind to do if I set my hands to do it, it'll happen. And it, that's hard for me sometimes to just stay focused on what God has me doing for the moment and not be all over the place. Okay, now I'm over here. Now I'm doing this and now I'm doing that. Just really trying to focus in and hone in on um, what he has me working on in this season. Um, but I think what really helps me in that process to remain grounded is that I know who I am. I know what my purpose is and I know what God's plan is for my life. So those things are helpful in helping me to create like those healthy boundaries so that I'm not like coloring outside the lines. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you know, focus requires, you know, a curse word, discipline. Focus requires, yes. it requires discipline. And really when we talk about a lack of focus, when we talk about people who are easily bored, and I put that in quotations, uh, you know, uh, sometimes 
that boils down to a lack of discipline. You know, it takes discipline to see a thing through. It takes discipline to sit on the piano and learn scales. It takes discipline to, you know, learn the English language so that you can effectively write or communicate or whatever the case may be. Um, whether, you know, whether you, you get formal education or, or whether you find alternative ways uh, to educate yourself, it, it still takes discipline all the same and really, you know, focus issues oftentimes boils down to a lack of discipline. Discipline is definitely a swear word. <laughs> swear word. Um, because it it's late. It's, okay. it's late. I know, but I'm stumbling over my words. Like, I've never stumbled over that before. <laughs> but um, discipline is definitely like the four letter word of life because it requires almost in essence a denying of like you know your flesh wants to rise up and you know you just kind of want to float with the wind and the waves and go to and fro and do whatever whatever you feel like doing whatever your emotions feel like doing at the moment but discipline is like no you got to hunker around and, and hunker down jeez hunker down and do what has to be done what needs to be done for you know this purpose or that person or for this reason um, versus just kind of doing what you feel. Yeah, discipline is basically doing what I know I need to do, even though I don't want to do it. Even though I don't want to do it, that um, discipline is is like at war with procrastination. I think those are just some of the things that at least us as creatives face in doing anything you know we're not well I don't feel like doing it my creative juices flow at two o'clock in the morning so you know I'm gonna stay up past you know a reasonable bedtime because this is when I the time that I can create or I can write I can draw I can paint but then you wake up the next day and you're completely and totally you know zonked and you have the inability to focus you know because you weren't disciplined and went to bed at a good hour so I think definitely with creatives I can say that I've you know heard at least all of my you know the one benefit about being an artist is that all your friends are artists like all of my artist friends we always talk about like the creatives you just get to flowing at like one two three o'clock in the morning but like you know we're always the next day like of no earthly good because we've stayed up all night like you know in photoshop or you know writing or whatever so I think you know when you have when you notice that there's a lack of discipline in other areas of your life, it will actually, it would definitely bleed over into some of the things that you try to set your hands to, which will give you an inability to focus because overall you are undisciplined in your life. So it's definitely a good habit to develop because it'll be beneficial to you in all areas, like all areas. Like I could probably think of 25 different areas of my life right now where I can use a little more discipline. Um, but it's, it goes back to that, you know, the F word. It goes back to focus. Absolutely. And I think if we can learn to focus better, um, I think we will find ourselves being more productive. Yeah. I think we will find ourselves finishing more things, um, you know, and rather than starting a bunch of stuff, that doesn't never get finished or, you know, never really becomes uh, as excellent as it can be or that or that we never become as excellent as we can be in a particular craft or discipline or, 
you know, um, field or whatever the case may be. Um, I think if we can kind of challenge uh, those societal norms um, that I, I guess is kind of being shoved down our throat at this point um, with regards to how we should think and how things should be and kind of get back to the basics of, you know, focus and discipline and finishing um, things and really being excellent um, at things uh, rather than cutting a lot of corners because we can Google it. I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be more productive and, and we'll see more fruit from our endeavors and in, in whether, you know, you're, you consider yourself a creative, you know, right brain person or left brain person. Yeah, and to even piggyback off that and take it a step further, you said one of my favorite words, which is excellence. I think everything should be done, you know, in excellence, but not necessarily just so that you can get accolades and thumbs up, you know, from people, but it should be done as an act of worship. And I think that, you know, putting more emphasis and importance on focusing and switching your mindset to say, I'm going to focus and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it well as an act of worship unto God, uh, particularly when you're talking about gifts and talents, because they weren't just given to you for your own selfish gain or just to be, you know, sit on your hands or what have you. They're all given to us for a specific purpose. So, you know, to take that a step further, doing it as an act of worship, like God, you know, you've given me these gifts, you've given me these talents, you've given me these abilities. Now I'm going to put these things to use, but I'm going to do them in excellence, which means having discipline and having focus so that you would be pleased with the work of my hands. So I just got the cue um, from my guest that we've been talking for like 30 minutes. But before I go, um, my husband has written a book and I didn't want to end without giving him an opportunity to talk about the book that he's written. I know he's worked on it for a very long time. It was definitely a labor of love, but the I've been able to kind of be um, in the passenger seat just watching how this book has impacted the lives and ministries of people that, you know, from everywhere so you want to tell us a little bit about your book um sure i've wrote a book um entitled restoring the doctrine of discipleship um, for those of you who may not know doctrine is really a fancy term for teaching um so uh my goal was to introduce um the teaching um on discipleship the benefits of discipleship uh discipleship uh, the way Jesus did it, um, and how discipleship uh, can enhance the life of a believer, uh, the local church, um, the kingdom of God, and and how really at the end of the day, discipleship um, is the great commission, um, not simply to preach the gospel, but to actually make disciples. Um, and really replicate the kingdom of God in the earth. Um, I talk about it how, on a personal level um, in terms of how it can impact you as an individual, but I also talk about it from a leadership level and how it can enhance uh, your ministry um, and how you approach ministry and how you really develop people in their walk with God. So, um, you know, if you are interested in learning more 
um, about discipleship if you've never really heard a lot of teaching on it. Or maybe even if you have, um, there may be some things in this book that you haven't thought about or heard about. Uh, but I really believe it's a good book and I believe that it's going to really reshape a lot of people's thinking with regards to how they have approached um, their walk with the Lord and things that maybe they haven't deemed important or necessary that they'll see how important it is um, and how big of a part the discipleship was literally supposed to play in uh, the lives of people um, that come to know Christ. Um, so go to my website, Sean B Ministries at, um, or excuse me, dot com, Sean, Sean B Ministries dot com. That's S H A W N, the letter B Ministries dot com. You can also get the if you are a digital reader and you're not necessarily one that wants a physical copy of a book you can also go to amazon.com and you can purchase the version for is it candle is mm -hmm. it are we on google books yet or is that something we got to work on getting I on google play we, we got to work on that okay we got to work on that we not we not ready yet but so i wanted to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule you could be asleep but you're not. I appreciate it. We were super formal though. I thought we would be more like relaxed and goofy because it's 141. But I guess at least for me it was like a serious subject matter. So I didn't like, I didn't feel like the jokes coming maybe next time. Alright, thanks for having me. <laughs> Alright, as always, you guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to um, rate this podcast. If you have any podcast suggestions, Pretty please email me at tasha.n.branham at gmail.com. I'm always open to suggestions. And until next week, thank y'all so much. Be sure to share this podcast with a friend if it's blessed your life. And remember, focus. Focus this week and be blessed.